0: Welcome back. Budweiser Sports Forum live on a Wednesday. We're in San Diego. It's all brought to you by our friends at Toyota Convention Center. Beautiful outside, cruddy inside. I wish I were outside. Next Super Bowl, we're going to do this from the veranda. Here in the Embarcadero. But uh, fortunately for us, lots of guests, lots of press releases. Winslow Moon to join Cochran and Mary at press briefing in San Diego. We're now joined by legendary attorney. And if I ever get into uh, trouble for anything that I do here with the FCC or otherwise, I will be hiring Johnny L. Cochran Jr. <laughs> Cyrus Mary, is partner, also here to discuss the state of minor- minority hiring in the NFL. Let me first start by saying that my dear friend Marvin Lewis broke through the barrier last week, got the job in Cincinnati. I hate him for it because he's in our division. He's probably going to wind up beating us a few times before it's all over with. But we all know that there are some issues here, uh, and I am a Latino myself, and I, you know, I've seen a little bit with the, uh, the the issues in the media or whatever. I'm of Venezuelan heritage. So, uh, you know, it's something I hold a little, little close, a little close to home. Uh, and I want to talk to you fellas about it. Johnny, welcome. Cyrus, welcome. How Thank are you, gentlemen? Thank you very much. It's, it's a great being to be with
1: here. you. And we, we salute and, and applaud uh, Marvin Lewis. I think he'll do a great job there. I mean, I wish he could have gone to a team with a little better record. But I think he finally got a serious interview and got hired. And I think he's going to turn that franchise around.
0: Well, I think the one problem that we're seeing right now is we've had some uh, coaches who uh, have a little pigmentation in their skin who've been successful. There have only yes. been a couple of them. And, uh, you know, I, if it smells like, uh, you know, it is. In Denny, un, uh, you know, unbelievable track record, in Minnesota. Absolutely. Had problems there. Still not hired. Marvin was the last to get in the door. There's some other qualified candidates that, that still haven't gotten in the door. But uh, Tony Dungy got a job right away. That's great. But, you know, I hate to, to focus on, or take any moment of my show to focus on the color of one's skin. But college football, they're like two, three guys that got jobs. Willingham takes over Notre Dame, turns the program around right away. It's all going to open doors, just like 20 years ago, 17 years ago, whatever, Doug Williams opened some doors right here in San Diego with the Super Bowl. Yeah, and
1: I happened to be at that game and it was a great thing a quarterback. And, and that for so long the NFL had these skill positions where they didn't think people of color could really perform in them. You know, that you know, middle linebacker, quarterback, center. Well, and, and, and Shaq so,
0: Harris is our, you know, is my guy in Baltimore. Right. And Shaq <laughs> had to deal with all that
1: stuff coming oh, out yeah, of the Rams. Oh, yeah and the Rams. He could play for the Rams. Sure. I remember him, yeah. It was amazing. But we think that there, there's been some progress, not nearly enough, but we I think we're calling attention to it. I think the NFL has been fairly <laughs> responsive. There's a new process that Mr. Rooney's committee came up with. If they follow that process, I think you see a Marvin Lewis hired. But in Jacksonville, they didn't follow the process. In Dallas, when they hired Parcells, they didn't really follow the process. And we're hoping that San Francisco will follow the process. That's the future of the league, we think, if they follow the process.
2: Cyrus. Yeah, the key is that we like to see that each owner strongly has agreed, has strongly agreed to interview at least one minority candidate. But the key is how that gets carried out. We saw in Jacksonville, is really the dichotomy between the good old boys system and the fair competition principles we've been advocating. Because just this past week, you can compare what happened with Cincinnati. They interviewed five candidates. They interviewed two minority candidates. Marvin Lewis be- emerged as the front runner. They brought in Mike Malarkey to give him another chance of interview. And Mar- Marvin Lewis prevailed. Down in Jacksonville, the Wayne Weaver went from looking for an offensive coach with a head coaching experience to saying, I'm going to look at a defensive coordinator. He flew down to the senior Bowl, where all the coaches were, but only interviewed one. Jack Del Rio. He never interviewed Ted Cattrall. He never interviewed Lovey Smith. He didn't have a level playing field. How do the How do the fans of Jacksonville or the players of Jacksonville know the best man was chosen when they when the
0: owner went in with blinders on? All right, like they call me nasty. It's not because I give everybody a rough time. It's all because right. I ask the tough questions. And, yeah. and I'm, you know, if they if they want to hire someone, what's the difference between? Uh, giving lip service. If I'm Wayne Weaver, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll interview a black guy. I'll bring him down. We know we're not going to hire him. I think New England did that with Marvin Lewis. Matter of fact, I think Buffalo did that with Marvin Lewis. And to me, that's that's as embarrassing as it is not hiring someone. If you've clearly you're wasting someone's time by interviewing them, just to say we interviewed a guy of color so we had a level playing field, even if it's not. If, it's, if they want to hire a white guy, they're going to, no matter how much you guys kick and scream or have a press conference. John? And you, and,
1: well, and I think that, you know, I think that um, there is some merit to what you're saying, but we we don't happen to believe that these people, or these owners, are are are, are, are sham artists. Um, I think there was a lot of concern; these interviews would be just plain sham. Uh, Mike Brown, they didn't have many blacks in that organization at all, but they got, they went through this process. He got an interview, he competed. And I gotta believe that then given the history of Cincinnati and that franchise, that he was the best guy and he emerged. And that's different than all the other times. And you're right, a guy could go through a sham. And I, I would hope that we won't have that. If they if that happens and we see that, you know, there's always a, 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 there's always a possibility of litigation in this area. Nasty. That is a possibility, and I don't think they want that. You know, and I think it is a possibility.
0: Clearly, we in Baltimore know about the NFL and litigation because we lost (laughs) a football team for 13 years, and uh, (laughs) you know we don't want to go through that either. Uh, Kellen Winslow is one of the guys that uh, is in line with you with this. And I remember when his his boy was going to go to college, he made no bones about it. His boy, he wanted his boy to go to college where a coach had pigmentation in his skin and I, and I thought that was kind of sad but I thought at the end of that I started to examine it and I said well there's only two or three guys maybe he's just making a point here and maybe as a guy who has the profile to make such a point and let's be honest this league is 80% upwards of African Americans in this players. league right. and at some point you gotta stand up and say what's going on just smells funny. And even if you're going to put a face on it, put do something here that seems like it's fair. And I, all I, all I want is fair.
1: That's all we talk about is it being fair. And you got to be judged by with your abilities and your abilities to you carry as far as your, they should go. And not, you shouldn't be held back by some artificial glass ceiling because you're not part of the old boys club. That's all we're saying.
0: With you guys, uh, what are you hoping to have happen here? Because The Wayne Weaver thing is done. The the milk has been spilled. The the Parcells thing, and I don't think anybody, if you want to question Jerry and there's a process and that's all, he hired the best candidate in Bill Parcells. But right now, to my eyes, the best candidate out there is Denny Green, and he hasn't... Gotten that crack yet? And you just look at the track record, look it up. That's all you need yeah, to do. That's right. And you can see that, that, that that's there. What are you hoping to accomplish by bringing attention? Not only on my radio show, you've doing a radio circuit here and have a press conference, and I'm sure you'll be on Sports Center and all that stuff. What are you hoping to accomplish beyond awareness? Because I mean, man, everybody in the NFL, we're aware. We we, we kind of look at the sidelines and see white, look at the field and see black.
1: We think that, that, that as the um, we approach the Super Bowl, this is a real critical time that uh, Mr. Tagley will be speaking to the state of the NFL on Friday. We're hoping that he will address these issues and the progress they've made or the lack of progress that's been made and the future of the league. He, it starts at the top. If he endorses this as he has endorsed these changes, it's going to make a big difference, and what, I think it's important.
0: What can the players do, and how much do you lobby the players to try to step up? Because, I mean, individually, nothing. Together, just like winning a Super Bowl, you know, the, the African-American players in this league could create some change by simply coming to the forefront on this issue. Well, what you're going to see in Cincinnati are players are going to respond to Marvin
2: Lewis because they know the battles he had, he had to wage and what struggles he overcame to get to that position.
0: I saw a writer say that that they're going to play harder for a black coach than they will a white. Coach. That's kind of sad. I mean, that's a that's a sad negative. But bad, I don't know if it's because thing. of
2: black and white. They know that the best person emerged in that city. You can't say that in in Jacksonville. You can't say that when the owner had blinders on, had a narrow focus, didn't have a broad vision when he went down to the senior, to the senior bowl. How, how are the players going to know the best guy was chosen? I think you're going to see
1: guys, though, I think really you are going to see guys who really will give her all because of the history of a Marvin Lewis and what he's gone through. You know what a good guy he is. And, and he, plus, he's going to have a great defense there. It all starts with the defense, I mean, clearly. So we're going to see what happens. We hope that the, the league will endorse what we're trying to do here, as they have thus far, and put some teeth in the, prog- in the, in the whole process and make it work.
0: You'd rather see this be a friendly thing than an acrimonious thing. We sure. absolutely
1: would.
2: Absolutely. And one yeah. thing we're going to call on today, Is for more diversity in the front offices and in the coordinator ranks, particularly offensive coordinator, by requiring the diverse candidates. Like right in your town is Shaq Harris, who is one of the top people. I got the press release here. Look,
0: this morning it says he's uh, going out to Seattle now. He's going to be talking to Seattle. Right, and there are a number of top um,
2: front office positions that are vacant right now. James Harris is the only minority candidate we're aware of who's been interviewed. Let's expand it. Let's give Harris a shot. Let's give some other guys a shot. Let's open the door so there's fair competition. There are a lot of teams: Miami Dolphins, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. That don't have—they're totally lily white. They don't have a person of color anywhere in a position of authority Except in that organization, on the field. Right. right? What Except does that say thing. when
0: you're in a city like Miami? What does it say about college football? I mean, you—you're picking on the NFL. We're here. College football there are 250 jobs, not 32. I mean, what college football has done to me is way more disgraceful than anything the NFL has done. Where the NFL is legitimately, I think, trying to give it a go. But the NFL is America's game when they can show some leadership. The Rooney plan is a good,
2: solid plan, but it comes up to execution. Just like you can have a good game plan on Sunday, but if you don't have good execution. Right now, the execution's been mixed. We'd like it to be robustly um, brought about and fully carried out by the owners. And college said get off the hook. That's down the road.
0: All right. Johnny, okay. before I let you go, man, I saw you on TV all during the O.J. thing. How many people mention O.J. every day of your life? Oh, I hear it very often, but not much. This is the first time today. No, really? no, one other guy said
1: something about it. Said he believed well, O.J. That's was That's what you're famous for. for. <laughs> everybody, you? everybody gets their 15 minutes. I don't right, know. That's right. You'll always be the O.J. <laughs> that's guy.
0: Well, Johnny's nice John a lot more than O.J. I, I want to point this out. Johnny Cochran is wearing purple. That's right. I, I, you know, maybe mob, coincidental. Suit, right? I, don't I don't know, know but, you, but, but that's right. Purple—that's <laughs> the color of Aquarius. That's the color of the Ravens, and we shall return. All right, you guys shall return. <laughs> All, okay, right, man. All right, Johnny Cochran and the Cyrus <laughs> Merritt, Thank you very much. Good luck with your press conference. Good luck with your issues over there. Give my best to Warren Moon, and uh, we'll step back, take a break. 411570. one fifteen seventy. I'm back for more. of The Budweiser Sports Forum, brought to you by Toyota, live from San Diego.